The word gives light. Light is something that is very important in our human life. Light is an essential thing that every human being needs in this life. One day, I will share the reason why every human being, when you are sleeping, you have to close your eyes. There is a mystery behind that. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. He said, the entrance of thy word giveth light. We, know, we all know the importance of light. We all know what life means to us as human beings. Light is very, very important to every human being on this planet Earth. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. The entrance of your word gives me light. Light is very important. Wherever there is light, there is visibility. Wherever there is light, there is vision. Hallelujah. Wherever there is light, there is what? A vision. Hallelujah. There is what? A vision. Vision emanates from light. For you to have a clearer vision, you must be under the realms of light. You must be under the realms of light. For you to have a clearer vision, you must be somebody who sits under a light. Hallelujah. Vision is not something that you get from darkness. Vision is come from what? Light. Hallelujah. When there is light, there is a way you see the space for which you can occupy. Hallelujah. It is the light that gives you the length of the places that you can occupy. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Because the light would make you know the size of the place you occupied. So that you can plan. You can envision how you can fill that space. Praise the name of the Lord. So the Bible says that the entrance of your word gives light. The entrance of your word 
giveth light. Which means that light in itself has a source. And the source of light is the word. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Are you here? Vision emanates from what? Light. Without light, there is no vision. Dreams only come through darkness. Dreams only come through what? Darkness. Are you recording? Dreams only come through what? Darkness. Because you cannot have a dream whilst your eyes are wide open. That is not a dream. That is vision. So dreams only comes. Dreams is birth in the realms of darkness. So how thick the darkness that determines the weight of your dream. Hallelujah. The thicker the darkness, the deeper the dream. Because if the dream you are having is not too strong, you can't break away through that darkness. So dream is a vehicle that can help you to navigate your way through darkness to come into the light. Hallelujah. So before the word will be formed, the word comes through darkness. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So, darkness gives birth to dream. And a dream also has its way to operate. After a dream is conceived, word is spoken. Hallelujah. So it is a dream, the darkness that gives birth to a dream. And the dream also gives birth to what? I've said it already. Huh? Hallelujah. Darkness gives birth to dream. And dream gives birth to what? Word. And the word gives birth to what? Light. And the light gives birth to what? Vision. Hallelujah. And vision gives birth to what? Purpose. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Clap your hands for the Lord Jesus. Are you here? Even if you don't learn anything, this one only is enough for you. Is needed. Darkness doesn't mean distraction. Darkness means silent. So darkness doesn't represent dark, um, 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 you know, distractions or bad alone. There are some times you need darkness in your life. 
Because if you want to sleep and have a perfect sleep, you have to put the light off. It doesn't mean that is judgment or that is distraction. You need a quietness. Because where there is darkness, there is what? Quietness. Hallelujah. Where there is what? Darkness, there is what? Quietness. You can never get noise from a forest. It is not easy. Because darkness is a heavy presence. That it takes a bold person to be able to walk in the realms of darkness and conceive a vision. Hallelujah. So when darkness was produced and darkness gave birth to a dream and the dream gave birth to the word because in the realms of your darkness that is where you get that the momentum to be able to conceive an idea a dream the rich man today 20 years ago was a poor man what made him a poor man was a darkness that he was dwelling in and he had an idea he had a dream in the realms of darkness that is where in the quietness movement that is what that man the rich man today who was a poor 20 years ago had a dream and when that in his darkness he gave birth to a dream when he had a dream it didn't end there because if it end there he couldn't have gone to this time because a dream is not maturity dream is an infancy of something great hallelujah a dream it's an infant of something great. So it is your darkness that determines the level of your dream. And it is the level of your dream that determines the level of the word that you got to speak. Without a dream, there is no word. Hallelujah. When you have a dream that I want to do this, it should remain in darkness in your thought. There is no light in your thought. Where the dreams sit, there is total darkness. So plans are made in the realms of darkness. In the belly of darkness, that is where dreams are manufactured. And dream can only be manufactured in the bellies of the world. So as a dream is now growing, maturing. If a dream matures and it doesn't give birth to a word, that dreams die in that darkness. 
Because what carries a dream to the manifestation of what dream give birth? It only give birth to a word. When you have a dream and you don't communicate it, that dream remains dead. The only child a dream can give birth is a word. If it is not a word, it's dead. So when you dream that my present situation is not permanent and this is not where I am destined to be, it means word is released. And as a word is birth, then you begin to utter the word. When you utter the word, lights also springs up. Hallelujah. So when the light also birth, light can only be birth where there is a word. It is the word that paves way for light to be released. That is why David said, the entrance of your word gives me light. It is the word that produced the light. That is what Jesus Christ is the word. He said, Jesus is the word, the word of God. He represents the word of God. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, 14 says, We are the what? The light of this world. Jesus is the word. And he didn't just end there. And he gave birth to the sons. And the children he gave birth to Jesus said, They are the lights. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the word give birth to what? Light. Give birth to light. And the light also have to continue on the regeneration. Regenerating. So the word gives light and the light also gives birth to what? Vision. Vision means breakdown of your dream. Vision means what? Breakdown of your dream. Because the dream is so thick. But for you to be able to well communicate your dream, it has to be what? Breaks down into dimension. For people to be able to understand where you are going. So the breakdown of the dream is the vision. Hallelujah. It's a vision. Say it's a vision. So, as you, as the light give birth to what? A vision. Purpose is born. Purpose can only be understood or identified only in the realms of a vision. If you don't have a vision, you will never have a purpose in life. It is the level of your vision that determines your purpose in life. So for you to know your purpose in life, you must first of all have a vision. It is the vision that gives birth to purpose. And purpose gives birth to work. 
You will not get it in any books. Hallelujah. This is the realm of life. This is the realm of life. How do you understand life? Life don't just start. But the source of all this is life. That is Elohim. Life. Life. That is why Bible says life is what? Ups and down. A righteous will fall seven times, but he will rise again. Falling is not a justification of the end of your story. Falling is part of your story. Rejection is not the end of your life. Rejection is part of your story. For your story to be well told, rejection must be located in it. You must experience rejection in order for your story to be solid and worth healing or listening to. Hallelujah. For your wild work, because work now begin to simplify your activities and in the realms of work and activities falling down is there rejection is there failure is found hallelujah hardship and poverty and slavery and torturing and captivity are also there they are activities under the realm of work so whichever you wherever you may find yourself the only thing that can bring you out is when you don't lose focus on your dream hallelujah it's only when you don't lose focus on your dream praise the name of the lord praise the name of the lord are you here so, dreaming, this is how life is made. Today, people will love you, and tomorrow they will reject you. Don't think you are a failure. If you judge yourself, based on the perception of others you will die prematurely there may come a time all your loved ones will have to leave you don't think you are finished because you can only be finished when that dream you had is not properly structured or had not gone through the rudiment, the process of time. Hallelujah. But if you came out from that darkness and in that darkness you had a dream, 
Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 5, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, he said, before you became a clot of blood, a clot means darkness, no life. A place of no visibility. But God said, when you became a clot of blood, when you were in the realms of darkness, where you cannot see anything, there I even know you. And there I even have a plan for you. Hallelujah. They have a plan for you. So God is telling you, even though in the, in the realms of darkness, darkness is dangerous, but darkness, there is also life in darkness. It means that when you were in the cloth of blood in your mother's womb, I knew you in the sense that even in the darkness, you still have life. Because God can only communicate to life the living and not the dead. Because he's the God of the living and not the God of the dead. Hallelujah. So if people are following you and they don't want to follow you again, if people love you and they say they don't want to love you again, don't kill yourself. Move on. Because life is built in such a way there are some people they have to be with you for a temporal moment. It's not everybody that is working with you and is working with you for a permanent. Some have to work with you for five years. Others have to be in your life for only two hours. Hallelujah. But if you determine the presence of the person in your life by time, you will have a broken heart. We don't use time to determine the value of a person in your life. If you use time, you have a broken heart. Because you can't use time to determine the value of life. You can't use time to assess the presence of a person in your life. The only thing you can use to determine the value of the person in your life is the word of God. Because it is the entrance of the world that gives us life. So for you to be properly know the person who is in your life presently. Whether this person is going to be with me now or for a short time or for a longer time. The only way you can be able to assess the person is the word. Pastor Prince, I don't understand. How can I use the word? If the person valued what you are telling them and they find themselves in what you are saying it means that they'll go with you to the destination there are some people they are working with you today you are speaking tree but what they hear is they hear it 
can. It means they don't understand what you are telling them. So you don't expect such a person to work with you for two years. But a person who can work with you for a longer time, for a longer period of time, is somebody that understands every word that you speak. Even there are times you don't need to speak. Your body language alone is a language enough for them. They understand. When you speak, they understand. When you sit, they understand. When you nod your head, they know what you meant by this. Hallelujah. Sometimes, there are things I do and people don't get it. As a believer, this is the first time I'm sharing this. There are some people, they come to me and say, Pastor, is this person my husband? The only way I can be able to assess the person and determine and know whether this person is meant for you is to know in the first place does the person value the word of God in this life and in your life and in the, in the first place do you even have the word in you hallelujah and does the person appreciate the one whom you saved and whom you loved can never work with a gun for many years until they understand themselves so worse give birth to light and in the realms of light understanding is produced For you to properly understand your purpose in life, you must first understand your vision. How well do you know your vision? How well and how deep is your vision? And how well do you know that the vision you have is real? So for somebody to properly move with you and work with you and for you to have a future with the person, it can only determine by the word you have. Does that person have the word of God in them? It means that you will not have enough troubles. You can go far with the person. But if the person doesn't have the word in them, there are some people, they are only living on people's vision and people's dreams. So if you are working with somebody who doesn't have a vision, but his vision is somebody's vision, you are dead. For you to be able to work with me to the destination, you must also have a vision. So when you're able to sacrifice your vision for my vision, it means we can go far. There's understanding here. A bond is established. this generation we cannot go far is but everybody have a vision and nobody is ever ready to sacrifice his vision for another 
Everybody wants to materialize their vision. But in the realms of chaos, in the realms of what? Fewness. Hallelujah. Until one decides to sacrifice, there can never be an achievement. You can really achieve a great dream whilst many sacrifice their vision and adopt your vision as their vision and follow. For that one, you can achieve something. Because achievement cannot only be effective unless there is a collaboration, a cooperative. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, as believers, don't miss one word. I can make sure you don't miss one word. Praise the name of the Lord. May the Lord bless us all. I say, may the Lord bless us all. <clears throat> there is a, a little confusion between Mensa Otterbill and there's a bishop because Mensa Otterbill has said that today a lot of young men want impartation. And there's nothing like impartation. Hallelujah. And the prophet is angry. Because what Mensa Otterby said is considered to be useless. And the man is very, very angry. Because the Mensa Otterby said, that impartation, that word, it's not biblical, it's unscriptural. And the prophet is angry. Because we don't understand this life properly. There are so many things that we don't know the foundation. So we only speak. Because I heard somebody saying something, I'm also saying it. So we think that is it. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is the wrong practice. Today, the young men today, they need impartation. But they don't want to sacrifice. Impartation can only be made where there is a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Not impart what I have unto you. The only way you can receive an impartation from me is when you understand me. That is where proper impartation can be made. Impartation is not me laying hands on you and praying for you that receive an anointing. No. Anointing without a gift. It's just an ordinary liquid. Write it down. Anointing without a gift. It is what? Ordinary what? Liquid. Today, young men, I need an impartation. I need an impartation. So you go to the men of God, then you want them to impart on you. No. And Men Sautable says something, and the man didn't understand him. And they got angry and they are blasting Mensa Otterbell. Hallelujah. So we are here. Imagine the word we have heard tonight. If we are serious people, serious members in this church, and we have come to church, and we have prepared the grounds for such a word like this, and this word is going out there, do you know how many people will be blessed by this word? 
But where are the instrumentalists? Nowhere to be found. Where are the engineers? Nowhere to be found. Where are the church pastors, executives, the leaders? Where are they? Nowhere to be found. Where are the members? Few are here. The rest, nowhere to be found. But yet, they want to be blessed. And they want the anointing on the man of God to transfer over their life. Anointing is not transferable. Write it down. Anointing is not what? Transferable. Anointing is not transferable. Pastor Prince, I need your anointing. Master Mom, you can't have the anointing. You must, first of all, anointing is nothing. Anointing is just an activator, a switch. There is a light here. There's a light here. But without the switch, the light can't work. So in order for this light to shine, a switch must be produced so that when I press the switch, the light can come on. So the person who is releasing that impartation on you has the power to also put off that anointing from you. So and it is just a switch. An impartation is a switch. Just a switch. And you cannot have my oil unless you have a gift. Because what makes anointing valuable is a gift that you have in you. So if you don't have a gift, there is no way I can give you anointing. There is no way I can impart on your life. When I walk to you, I must be able to find a switch. And switch comes by a sacrifice, a work. Work must be done. You must be able to stretch and put the wiring and put the fuse over there, put the switch over there. So that as a man of God, when I walk towards you, I know you have done a massive work. So when I just press on the switch, you are activated. Now, what you couldn't do before, now you can do it. Before you cannot speak, but now you can speak. Holy Ghost only came upon Peter and the other disciples and were able to do things. The reason why they were able to do is because they already have the gift in them. But the only thing and that, the oil had not come. The impartation has not come. So Jesus said, I don't have the audacity, the power to give you the impartation, but go and wait go and wait wait is a sacrifice wait me stop everything you are doing he can stop everything you are doing and wait for the appointed time and the way jesus didn't give them the actual time so they could have waited for one year they could have waited for 10 years until if they continue to wait when the day the anointing is released they shall be activated and the bible said they waited and on the day of Pentecost, Holy Ghost was released. Holy Ghost was released. And what happened? Peter, Peter, who was very fearful, a weak, a weak man. He lacked boldness. He's a coward man. A man who couldn't speak. Who couldn't face a crowd. Bible says that on that day when the Holy Ghost came on him, Peter stood up and the Bible says he spoke. And all of a sudden, 3,000 people were converted into Christianity. 
was the anointing of God, the impartation of God. Impartation of God. So when I'm doing impartation, it means that you have a gift and the wind is blowing. So the oil is flowing and the oil is being poured on the wrong thing. So I come to pour the oil on the right thing. So if you have a gift and you have not sacrificed, then they work about your gift to benefit for that impartation. We can lay hands on you and nothing will work. Because there's no wiring. There is no work. Without work, impartation can never be effective. Come apart. And today we need the impartation. We need anointing. Pastor Prince, I want what is in your life. You cannot have what is in my life. What is in my life is registered and it's only meant for me alone. That is why there was a mantle that Elijah was having. And the Bible said Elijah had walked with Elijah for many years. And the Bible said on the last day when Elijah was about to be taken off, Elijah turned and looked at Elijah. Ask me whatever you want because I'll be leaving you very soon. And Elisha, with the highest expectation, he said, Master, I need a double portion of your anointing. Elijah looked at the boy second time and said, Master, do you know what you are talking about? You have asked an impossible thing. Something that cannot be relinquished. Something that cannot be given. Something that cannot be just lifted off like that. Hallelujah. What you have asked is not meant for you. This is my own anointing. My anointing is my responsibility. My anointing is my assignment. My anointing is the work God has given to me. Hallelujah. So that mantle represents the gift of the man of God. And Elijah, Elijah didn't ask for the anointing. He asked for the gift. A double portion of your anointing. When we say a double portion, it's just a language. He didn't ask that I need times two of your anointing. A double portion means I need your anointing plus your gift. That is what the scripture means. We have heard many preachers speaking about a double portion of anointing. And he asked for a double portion of anointing. What does that mean? It is a gift plus anointing. That is a double portion. When says somebody has a double portion of anointing, it means somebody has a gift. And aside of the gift, he also has an anointing. So any man of God, aside the gift and has an anointing, anointing is the moving of the gift. The mover of the gift. Because the gift is just... Something that cannot be moved. So if a gift can be moved, if a gift can be activated, if a gift can be discharged, anointing must come on it. So with that anointing, you may have a gift and you never make an impact. So a double portion. Elijah is not the only man who has a, a double portion. Any man of God whose gift is working and also in his working back by an anointing, that man of God has a double portion of an anointing. So, when Elijah asked, he said, you have asked an impossible thing. However, when you see me going, it means that what he asked, he needs to do another extra thing to end that double portion. It means if Elijah has asked for anointing, he would have given him the anointing. Because anointing can only be released 
by the laying of hands. That's what the Bible says. That don't forget and the gift that is in you by the laying hands of the elders. By the laying hands of the elders. Don't forget. Because the elders lay their hands on you and they pray for you. It means collectively, they put their anointing together and they activate, they reinforce the gift that is in you. So these people, they are a group of people. Their anointing, their gift can only be activated by a cooperative anointing coming together. It means that for you, you have nothing to do, you haven't done anything. So do that you have not done anything. You need myself and some elders we have to come together and lay hands on you haven't done anything to deserve it so today we call you say today we are also making you a pastor and we pray for we lay hands on you. it means that your gift have not even been discovered but by the laying hands we have enforced something into you it means a gift has been adopted you don't have but now it has been adopted and incorporated into you for a work Hallelujah. That's what it means. So Elisha asked for a double portion. So if Elisha has asked for the anointing, he would have been received, he would have given that anointing. But he asked for a double portion. And as I said, double portion means anointing plus the gift. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible said that the word of God is two-edged sword. Which simply means anointing plus a gift. It is the anointing, it is the gift that checks the anointing. The, uh, the gift is older than the anointing. But anointing is sharper. Anointing is quicker. So the anointing, any man of God, we have an anointing you don't have wisdom. Because wisdom comes from the gift. So when you are receiving a gift, presumably, it, you must have a wisdom in it. Because every gift has a level of wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord. So the word of God is two edged sword. So when you receive a double portion, it means you have received two edged sword. The sword of the word of God. If you have it, it means you will have the ability to do things even God has not commanded you to do. That is what double portion means. When Elisha received, before he received, he said, you have asked impossible thing. However, if you can only have it, unless maybe I'm going, when you see me going, then I'll see if you can have it. How? And the man, the chariot of fire picked the man and the man was going. The man was going. Hallelujah. And the Bible says something. That when the man was going, something interesting happened. What is it? Elijah, Elijah saw. He wanted to give the, everything to this guy, but not his mantle. Because the mantle that the guy is asking, the mantle is the source of his gift. I have the source of my gift. I know the gift that I have. There are certain things when I touch it right now, I know this is my ability. Your gift is your ability. No, what sparks your ability? And your gift will show you where you're supposed to sit and where you're not supposed to sit. So your gift has a checker in it. 
but the anointing is blind. That is why somebody can have an anointing and still fornicate. Can have an anointing and still steal and lie. Can still have an anointing and do other things. Because the anointing is just a blind. It's just an activator. Hallelujah. He said, you have asked an impossible thing. You cannot have it. Well, if you see me going, and then I see if you can have it, then you have it. It means that he didn't tell him what he should do. So in order for you to receive my mantle, for you to preach like I am preaching, and even preach more and better than I am doing, you got to have the mantle, the double portion. And that double portion, I should not tell you what you must do for the work to move on. But you must be able to figure out what do I do to make the man happy? What do I do to make the course of this man's vision come into reality? So as you are doing it and assigning yourself, denying yourself, barring your vision and your dreams and your purpose in life and adjust yourself to the vision of the man, then you are entitled for it. It means that until you become a son, you cannot have the possession of my anointing. My mantle, the double portion. You can only have my anointing, but you can't have the double portion. My gift plus my anointing. So, Elijah has been working with this man for many years and nothing happened. And all of a sudden, Elijah has been, Elijah has been taken. The man was going all of a sudden, something came into the mind of Elisha. He said, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horseman thereof. He read the history. He broke the history. He, he spoke about the source of the man. And what he said, nobody has ever told Elijah that thing. Nobody knew the source of Elijah. But at that moment, Elisha was able to figure out the source. Because you cannot call yourself a son to a certain father if you don't know his source. So what he said, it means, I am let me claim on your soul. Now your source is my soul. Your, 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 your God is my God. What you love, I will also love. And immediately, Elijah turned and he took off. When the guy was saying that, he turned his cloth. It's now, I have denied myself. The cloth that made me feel big, like you, make me equal like you. I've taken that thing off. Now I am naked. Take me. You cannot receive anything from God until you become naked to God. So people say, I need an anointing. I need an impartation. Impartation is not giveable until something is done. It means that the person can anoint you in the midst of that. Well, he's my father. Can you slap your father? You can't slap your father. Can any of your son slap you? No. You can insult them and they wouldn't mind. They will still call you mama. They will still come to you. Had there not be a time that you have blasted your kids? You blasted them. 
and they still come to you mama and they still give you that respect so because of that if you have something treasurable something precious you will give to that child of yours hallelujah because treasure is not easily obtainable any treasure that you received you receive out of sacrifice if you don't sacrifice and honor and deny yourself and you receive a treasure you can never value that treasure no matter how valuable that treasure is because you didn't work for it it will mean nothing in your hand that is why there are some rich men they died and they left their property to their kids because their kids never walk in the shoes of their father they never suffer like their father did they never know the shame and the reproachness of their father they never knew what their father went through then they never learned from those steps so because of that they don't know anything about that riches so when they possess it they cannot know how to handle it they just misuse it and it's died and gone tonight the word you have received if you have really received it well any disease inside of you is killed any burden of yours is being taken away any joke upon yourself that joke is broken it's broken you are healed and you are blessed you are unique and you are well positioned for divine advantage and take off in jesus name amen may the lord bless you hallelujah be on your feet essence of days as old as you are, you remain the same.